Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. Welcome back. Yes, welcome. I love it. We're talking about books today. I'm excited. I had a lot on my shelf today to choose from, which is super exciting because I feel like lately it's just been like, ooh, I have two. I have barely three, but I had quite a few this week to choose from, so I'm bringing the best of what I've read lately. Ooh, that's That's exciting. what I decided. I'm going to leave out the Then this is the podcast good for you. Right. This is a good one. Take us into fall, because that's where we're heading. Oh, and we can, we can talk more about this after we hear our fun fact, but I do have feelings about my book choices lately. Okay. But before okay. we do that. We'll, t- we'll talk. I need a fun fact. Okay. Tell fun me, fact. Kristen Hannah. So Kristen Hannah, I we talked before in a fun fact that she has a degree in communications from University of Washington. She then went on to get um, a law degree. She practiced law before becoming a full-time writer. Her first book was not published, which I think I want it to be published, Kristen, because she wrote her first book with her mother, who was dying of cancer at the time. Oh, my goodness. And it doesn't say anything else about, like, what the book was about, or was it about her mother's life? It doesn't say. When she was in her third year of law school at the University of Puget Sound, her mother was in the advanced stages of breast cancer. I would go to see her every day after class, and somehow, one day I was complaining about one of my classes. She said, don't worry about it. You're going to be a great writer anyway. The premonition became a plan for mother and daughter to work together on a book. Hannah wanted to try writing horror, but her mother held sway with historical romance. She said, I'm sick. I pick, says <laughs> Hannah. Who can, ar- who can argue with that? Hannah spent hours by her mom's hospital bed capturing their ideas on paper. As her mother grew weaker, their story came to life. It gave us something uplifting to talk about in the last days. Oh, my goodness. When her mother died, Hannah bundled the draft notes and research into a box and put it away while she went on to become a lawyer. Not until a few years later, when she was pregnant and ordered to bed rest, did she return to the book as a way to beat the boredom. She quickly found she liked telling stories as well as the accomplishment she felt as she progressed through the novel. She decided to keep at it after her son was born. I thought I'd give myself until he left for kindergarten. Now he's through college and has a family and has a family of his own. And writing has become such a part of her that it, if she goes more than a day or two without it, she feels on edge. Oh my goodness. I want to feel that way. Yeah. That's awesome. Anyway. Yeah. I love that so much, but she, but that book stayed Yeah, it goes on to away. talk about an, her first book Handful of Heaven published in 1991. Um, but it doesn't say whether that was the one she wrote with her with mom. her mom or it just talks about her first book published. So this doesn't say the one with her mom was or wasn't published. Hmm. But I yeah, I'm quite curious. That's awesome. Yeah, there's there you go. There's your fun fact. I love now. it so much. Sarah, tell us about your reading. Oh, I just am on the search for like a book that I love so much that I'm telling everyone they have to read it. I love when I have a book like that. Yes. That you're just like, you've got to read this. Have you read this? What did you think? That You know, yeah. like, I want that so much. And I feel like they come along every once in a while. They're kind of special. Yeah. But it's been a while for me. 
What is one, can you think of one off the top of your head that you were just like, you've got to read this? Not even the last one, but just one just time one when that you had I a book like it. that. Um, I mean, Kristen, I mean, we're talking Kristen Hannah, yeah. and I felt that way with Firefly Lane, which okay. is like an older book. It's now a series, but like when I, I read that, read it. it is, it's a long one. It's, and it's like a sweeping lifetime friendship from uh-huh. like teen years to death. Yeah. So it's a long story, but I just like connected with that book so much. I loved it. Or, I mean, of course, Harry Potter, of course, like Hunger Games, where it was like uh-huh. you were just waiting on edge for the next book to come right. out. I yes. love that feeling. I have to say that was exciting. I yes. love that feeling. Even like, I don't even know, but just a book that blows you away that you're just like, oh my gosh, that was so good. Yeah. I think for me, like Gone Girl oh. was one where I was just like, have you read this? Not that I, Not that I think it's fantastic writing by all means, but just... I don't know. There just was something about away. that one that, yeah, was exciting. A lot of people were reading it um, in the neighborhood at the time. So it was like being passed around. But also The Goldfinch or oh, Goldfinch. Have I you haven't read, read that one. The Goldfinch by Donna Tart. Yeah, that's a good one. It's long. Yeah. Um, and it's the Goldfinch. hard and it's, but it, it's fantastic. It's really, really good. Um, I've read some others by her too. She's good, but I remember the Goldfinch being one like it just ooh, yeah never forgot it. You just yeah. want to talk about it all the time. All the time. Yep, that was a good one. Um, but I agree, Nightingale. Yeah, or was- even like um, Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh, anytime I can talk to someone about that book, yeah, I want to talk about it totally, and I want to recommend that one still. Always. And it's been years since I, will I read it. I always say, oh, you should read this. I mean, yeah. I do give it. It's a rock star. So there's some content. Yes. But it is. it was one of those that I just was totally, it was real. That was real. Like I was looking it up. It was so good. So good. That was probably the last one I read that I was like, you've got to read it. You've got to read it. The Silent Patient. That one was good too. I remember talking to a lot of people about that one. Yeah. It wasn't like necessarily on the level of those others, but one that was like really fun and I totally surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I love books. Me too. Okay. So you're searching for that. Yes. You and don't have it now. I've, I've got but, some good ones to talk about, okay. but they're not for me that, but still we're talking about. Okay. So I'm excited to talk about like, so my, should I just jump in? Yeah, go for it. Let's okay. hear your first one. Okay. My first book that I'm going to talk about today is The Children on the Hill by Jennifer McMahon. It has a really enticing cover. It, yes, it does. It's got a house. And I'm sorry, but Children on the Hill, it's got a great title. Yeah. That just sounds capturing. Yes. Like, come read What me. did they do? Yeah. <laughs> So the picture on the cover is a house, a very stately looking home that's on fire. And we're talking children. So the premise of this story is there are a brother and a sister. And they live with their grandmother because their parents died. And they are homeschooled. They live in a smaller town. They go to the library all the time because their grandmother gives them assignments. They have to do book reports and they have to... Anyway, so they're regulars at the library, but very much isolated from 
most people. Uh-huh. It's just a brother and a sister. And um, they are pretty much left on their own. Their grandmother is like a psychiatrist, I believe, at a at a mental hospital okay. that is next door to their home. So they kind of live on the compound, but they don't necessarily interact with the patients, but they know that they're there and they know that things happen there, but they pretty much do their own thing at their home. And one day the grandmother brings home a girl and tells them that, you know, she doesn't remember anything about her life. She has no memories. And so they're just going to take care of her. And so they need to be very kind for, to her and watch out for her. And, and the, the girl is super excited. The daughter, right? The granddaughter is super excited because she's always wanted a sister. And so she's just right away takes her in and loves her. And we're sisters. And, you know, they have a monster hunting club that her and her brother created. And so they're teaching her all the ways of hunting monsters. So fun. Just like imagination. And it's super cute. And they, anyway, so you watch these kids interact and you learn all about how to hunt monsters and their reasoning on what monsters do what and how to catch this monster and get away from that monster and all the things. And it's cute. And at at the same time, you're jumping, you know, 20 years into the future and you're also hearing this one of the girls, you're not quite sure how it all fits together but you know it's one of these girls is now a professional kind of monster chaser she has a podcast and she chases monsters and and she interacts with her brother and her brother wants to leave all that behind and has a a new life with his you know family and whatnot yeah anyway it's you she's chasing monsters but it's really all leading back to one specific monster and she now goes back to her hometown. And so all the two worlds collide. And it's it's a really fun story. You know, there's a psychiatric hospital. There's children that chase monsters as children and adults. It's super fun. It's what's real. What do we make up in our minds? What do we call right. a monster that's maybe not? Right. It's, it's a fun story. That sounds It intriguing. definitely had a twist that I was like, oh, when it finally kind yeah. of was revealed. My only complaint was that it just kind of felt a little dragging along, like, let's go, let's go. I kind of felt that feeling. A little. Yeah, I kind okay. of felt that feeling. I gave it three stars, but it is for sure. If you like a mystery, a suspense, this is really a fun one, and I would definitely recommend it. It's called The Children on the Hill by Jennifer McMahon. Awesome. That sounds really good. Yeah. Okay, my first one today is The Personal Librarian. Oh, this is on my list. By Marie Benedict and Victoria Christopher Murray. Good thing it's on your list because I gave it four stars. You're going to want to read it. Everyone's going to want to read it. If you don't know this story, I did not know this story. I don't know what it's about. So it is about, um, it's historical fiction. Um the little-known story of Belle DaCosta Green, who was J.P. Morgan's personal librarian. What? The J.P. Morgan was, he loved manuscripts, literature, books, old Bibles, art pieces. Like, he was curating a library, and he... She was recommended to him as she as he started his 
and this was his personal library. As he started this personal library, she was recommended to him and he ended up hiring her and she helped him put together this huge library. So she traveled all over the place. Um, I did not know that doing this, this is and what it's, it was about. Which is cool enough in and of itself to be the personal librarian of J.P. Morgan. But Belle DaCosta Green's life story is even what makes it even more amazing. She was black, but had very, very light skin. And so her family lived as light skinned black people. So did they pretend to be they white? Did pretend that was a thing for yes, a long time. They did it got pretend, which kind hurts. of left um, some trift in the families. Of, ah. Should you do this? Should you not? For what benefit? And at the time, um, it was very, very dangerous to be black. There was a lot of persecution and a lot yeah. of. Um, it just wasn't safe, especially where they were but living. you were also so, considered a traitor. Yes. It's like you couldn't win. You couldn't win either way. So J.P. Morgan did not know she was Black. And most of the people she dealt with in this professional life of hers, and she did very, very well in her job as his personal librarian. She became very well known in this art literature world of trade of buying like auctions she'd go to auctions and a it was very uncommon for a woman to be there and so she was pushing the boundary of the only woman in the room but she was also the only black person in the room but not known as a black person and so she had to keep this a secret she had to be really yeah. really careful with it wow because if she if she had been found out if she it just all the different aspects of how that affected her life and how achieved she became living this secret life also as oh. a woman, how achieved she became. And yet to know everyone knew she was a woman, but not everyone knew she was a black woman. And it is just, it's fascinating. The length she goes to her story of, you know, she does have darker skin than a white person. So there's like this whole story that her grandmother's from Portugal or, you know, all these different, the things she has to create and be careful to talk about and not talk about to live this white identity in such a racist time. It, it was so wow. good. I gave it four stars. The Personal Librarian by Marie Benedict and Victoria Christopher Marie. That sounds so good. So interesting. I flew through it so fast. It was so interesting. So awesome. I'm excited. That's my first one. Very excited. Okay. The next one I'm going to talk about is Part of Your World by Abby Jimenez. Do you think I said that right? I, I hope I didn't mess it up. Um, this is a really fun book. It's an easy read. It's the story of a emergency room doctor who is recently out of a very bad relationship. Her her boyfriend, fiance, they were living together, was emotionally abusive. Mm -hmm. And she has left him. 
he gave her an out by cheating on her. So she's like finally able to get out of this relationship that was very harmful to her and is driving on a road in the middle of the night, in the middle of nowhere. And something runs across the road. She swerves off the road and crashes and is stuck there and gets pulled. Along comes one beat up truck right in this old country road. Mm -hmm. And it happens to be a man who was able to pull her out and help her out and and give her directions to the closest bar because that's the only thing open at this point. <laughs> so, so after you get in a car accident, you just go to the bar. Was she? Her car was okay. Oh, okay, it wasn't. But that. she needed to. Okay. She needed somewhere to stay. Anyway, Make but everything is closed. Anyway, okay. it's late night. So she. So he's very nice, but she's not really giving him the time of day, and he's just trying to be helpful, as they always are. Yes. Anyway, so she ends up. Um, he going to the bar. She doesn't have anywhere to go. Long, long. I won't spoil the, all the details for you, but she does stay with him. He gives her a place to stay. And they hit it off and have a, a night of fun. This is all the very, very beginning. Okay. She goes home to her posh life in the city, and he stays in the country town that is his home from for his whole life. And they don't see each other for a while, but she can't kind of kick the thought of him. So they begin this long distance, totally never going to work romance. Okay. So this is the story, right? Just to set the stage. He's a country farm boy who runs a and b just to make, and he makes furniture on the side. She is a high class doctor who comes from a family that owns the hospital. And, wow. you know, so she has like a yeah. lot of expectations for herself. Or for, that are put onto her by her family. And her family is taking this fiance's side. Like she just needs to forgive him and be with him, even though he was tell her that her breath smelled and that she probably should do something about like, do you, you kind of stink? Like who says that to someone that they love? Uh. Anyway, lots of heart. It was very interesting. And they even give like a preface at the beginning of the book, which was surprising. I thought it would be about physical abuse, but about relationship like abuse uh -huh. but it's really emotional it's abuse. emotional abuse he never ever lays a hand on her he's never physical with her but he does say really awful things huh and they give ho a hotline like on where to go if you're experiencing yes your which was super somewhere. interesting to me anyway i really like the book the, it was very well written uh -huh. it's a fun story and it's it's the whole time you're like, figure this out. You know, you're so happy. Right. And right. she's struggling finding out like, what Is world really, do I want to live in? Yeah. And, and he's trying to decide, can I leave this life? I've always known to go and be with her, even though it's like totally different and crazy. And so they're both trying to figure out what am I going to do? And what makes us the most happy? Like we, and it, you kind of ask, you know, what would you do to be happy? Mm -hmm. What are you willing to sacrifice? Right. To be happy. And and it's a and it's really well done. And I loved the way that it ended. It's really a fun story. My only complaint is Okay. He is like this perfect man, which we all want to read about. A absolutely. We all want to feel like there is the possibility of perfection. Yeah. But it was so, un like, he would give up everything for her. He made her breakfast. He never wanted her to work, just stay in bed. You know, I'm going to do all these things, and i never going to say, you do whatever you want. I'm never going to have a problem with anything you do ever. 
And Mm. I, like, it was just too perfect. It was too perfect. Like, we aren't, none of us are perfect. I needed him to have, like, some realistic flaws. Yeah. I'm not saying that they needed to be bad, but, like, but, but it was unreal. He to be human. Yeah. And like through the whole thing, she's like not choosing him. Even though he's perfect, she wouldn't choose she him. She wasn't choosing him. Anyway, and so the, hmm. I gave it three stars for that reason alone. But it was a really well-written book. It was, it's a fun story. And I yeah. loved how it ended. So go read it and tell me what you think. It's called Part of Your World by Abby Jimenez. Okay. Sounds good. It was good. I read Florida Woman. Florida Woman. By Deb Rogers. So, you know the whole thing about Florida Man, and you can look up Florida Man December and put in your birthday, and it'll come up with like, have you ever done that? No. I do it with my kids all the time. No. So, you put in, you type in on Google. Okay. Florida Man, and then pick your birthday. And Google it, and it'll come up with an article of a Florida man news story. And they're always crazy. Oh, my goodness. They're, Florida is known for crazy news stories. I didn't know so, that. So, yes, it's a thing. And we laugh hysterically at my house on the crazy news stories from different birth dates in our family. Anyway. That is So, hilarious. you can also type in Florida woman, but for some reason, Florida men are always funnier. Well, that does. So, this kind of goes with that play on Florida woman, and it's just kind of a play on the headlines from Florida. And it's about a, a woman who grew up in Florida. Her name is Jamie, and she makes one of the headlines um, in a, a bad night, bad choice. She, you know, just... And of course, the video, there's a video that goes viral. Um, There's a, there's a, she's in a bar. It's where she works. There's a fire. She's shown on video rescuing a pelican. Wow. And it just, it goes viral and the story gets twisted to make sound worse than what she actually did. Anyway, she is convicted of this crime and she is very well known on the internets as this crazy Florida woman. Okay? Okay. So she gets help to to escape jail time. She gets help from a social worker or a lawyer that's like, instead of jail time, I've set up this deal that you can go work on this um, preserve. It's like, a, they call them macaques. They're hmm. monkeys. Some kind of small monkey. I believe they're macaques is what, which I had never heard that term of a species of monkeys, but they um, rescue monkeys and they give them, they are taking care of them on this preserve. And um, it's her experience there. So she's there. She's sentenced there for a certain amount of time to help work on this preserve. And it's all like volunteer. And so it talks about her living conditions and the people who are running the preserve and I read a review on it um, that said it's like the female version of Tiger King. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and which is a very good description. It is all women run. I mean, there are a few men, but it's mostly women running this preserve with these monkeys. And they're very kind of hippie type um, 
living together off the land and using your food and taking care of these monkeys and their natural <laughs> way of life. And there is some dark undertones going on that she can't quite put her finger on. But she, for once, she's had this rough childhood for once as part of a community and loves being there. That's cool. Because she's she was kind of abandoned by her mother, kind of abandoned by her brother. She's got, so it's like she's, actually part of something and they welcome her with open arms and love her and show her love and kindness. And she really hasn't had that. And so she really gets wrapped up in it. And there are, there is a darkness there that she does not see on the surface. And it is just like Tiger King, crazy, just like Florida woman, crazy, and just kind of a fun read just okay wild just wild so i gave it three stars it's called florida woman by deb rogers that's super fun unique fun. Read. such a unique story how fun just different yeah i love it i really liked it all right my last book that i'm gonna talk about is tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow oh my gosh this is on every list lately yeah it's a hard one to get a hold of if you're trying to get it from the library i know i had to wait quite a while it has a very interesting cover um now that i'm looking closer at it it looks like a mountain top that's covered in snow but uh-huh. also that's about to be crashed on by a mountainous wave Ooh, a snowy it's mountain a and weird wave cover yeah which i would say has absolutely nothing to do with Any, the book really yep interesting So this book has like over 16,000 ratings and a 4.4 star rating. And and is on every must-read list lately. Seriously. It's good. It's about a little bit of background because it is a sweeping novel. It's about a friendship that starts in childhood and goes throughout their adulthood life. Okay. So um, very like long epics type story. Yeah. These two friends, it's a boy and a girl, they meet in a children's hospital. She's there visiting her sister, and he's been in a horrific car accident, and his foot was so badly damaged that he will continue for his whole life to to need reconstructive surgery and okay. things done to his foot. So he was staying for a very long time in the hospital, long-term stay, while they were fixing his foot. Okay. And they met. She was kind of kicked out of sister's room, and he... She was, inv- you know, told she could go down to the a room that has some, like, it's a children's playroom, basically. Okay. Yeah. And so she goes down to this playroom, and he's playing a video game. And so she asks if she, she starts watching him, and then they get to play together, and they continue to play together for quite some time. Okay. So, and from there on, they have this friendship. And you, it, it. As all friendships do, it ebbs and flows. There are times that they are close. There are times that they can't stand each other. Mm -hmm. And um, you watch that relationship throughout the span of time. And they they really do experience quite a lot together. They start a business together. They create a video game together. Video games are very much a part of this story. Um, The creating of video games, she's... In she has a unhealthy relationship. I don't know what else to call it. She has an unhealthy relationship. 
He has no relationships. There's all oh. kinds of experiences that they're having together. And um, and apart, right? While uh-huh. together. Like, right. Right? It's, it is like a lot. A lot happens to them in their lives. Life. And I will yeah. not spoil all the details. Um, I really did like the book. It's a doozy. Like, it's a long one. Okay. It's like over 400 pages. Um, it's very interesting and well written. Like, they, t- I feel like these people were real. Like, I, I love could I mean, run even into the explanation them. of how they met at the hospital that is yes. such an innocent, sweet, very realistic setting. And really set the course for their whole lives. Yeah. Like, their friendship and video games. Yeah. Um, is really. It sounds like it, it. really yeah. does influence their entire lives. And so it's it's very interesting and and I I very much enjoyed it. I enjoyed all of the reading of it. It to me was just maybe a little bit too long. It just went on for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I went around and around like three or four stars. I really did like it. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I Anyway, so I'd say a high 3 stars. Yeah. So like almost four. Awesome. Yeah. It was good though. I really it's one of those books that I want someone else to read it so that I can talk to them about it. Like I really just you want to talk about it and like did you get that same impression, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, when I get it in a few months. <laughs> it is kind like of the that library long of a app wait. will say a few months or several weeks. Yep. Or then you get down to like the 8 weeks, 6 weeks. So you know when it says Yep. They're getting more months. detailed on our app, it's, by yes, the way. It'll I be like, very you specific. are 23rd in line. With 13 copies. at 24th in line. <laughs> yes. This book that I'm talking about only has one copy ordered. How is that possible? Right, right. When I look at my wait list and I think, there's 100 people in line and there's one book. It's time to you buy another to copy. more. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about I, my, which I do I have, remember. I only have eight holds right now because I just, two came available. So now I can add two more, which is always an exciting moment. But yeah, several Several months. Eek. Good yeah. luck on that one. Yeah. It is, it's definitely worth reading. Obviously, it gets very good ratings. Everybody's loving this book. I only just thought it was a little bit yeah. longer than necessary. Okay. But it is really good. Even when I'm talking about it, I'm like, oh, that was a good book. That was a good one. Yeah. Good. Okay. My last one is The Measure by Nikki Ehrlich. Why does this sound so familiar? So this is on a lot of, this is a Jenna, read with Jenna book club pick for last month, I believe. It's been on a lot of, it's had a lot of publicity lately, especially because of, um, it's a read with Jenna book. So I, it is so interesting. So such a unique thought. And what I loved about it was all the, how it's modern times. Okay, I'll just jump into it. Modern times, all over the world, one day, out of the blue, everybody receives a wooden box on their doorstep. And it's when you're asleep. So in some parts of the world, it's eight hours before. You know, everybody, over the course of the night, they wake up to this wooden box. Everybody gets the identical same wooden box. Um, it has a little message, a little note on it that says something to the um, effect of 
in this box is the length of your life. Something about the length of your life. I don't remember exactly the what the note said. Um, but then you open the box and inside every box is a string. And all the strings are different lengths. And nobody knows what this means. There's there's just this quote on the note. There's no other explanation, nothing. And the whole world is just like, what the heck? So it's like socially on every newspaper, every tweet, everything is like, what is this? And they realize it's worldwide. Like everybody, 21 years old and older is what they find out. So they don't even know that at first. It's just like, as information is coming in, they're learning more and more about these boxes. And they're piecing it together. So all of a sudden, research is being done on these strings. And within weeks, they discovered that this is the length of your life. And as research is done on different string lengths, and as people are dying, and they're comparing their string length to their age, they start getting um, statistics of the length of your string to the length of your life. And at first, they can um, pinpoint it within a year or two of your death. So people are starting to realize my string is short, your string is long. Some people have looked in their boxes and some people choose not to look. Oh my goodness. And the different things that happen based off of this worldwide is fascinating and eye-opening. Like new rules and policies that are put in place. Like you have a short string, you can't do like it's it's political season. There's huge there's debates, there's um voting going on and one of the candidates decides to, he has a long string and he decides to say I have a long string. You should vote for me because I can fulfill this job because I will be here the whole time for you. And I think everyone running should disclose the length of their string. Just because you might live long doesn't make you a good leader. Exactly. Does that make your character? Are you better suited for this? And so these are all these different questions come up world, like to be in the army. Should you, should we require you to disclose the length of your string before we put you in certain positions in the military, in military positions? Oh, my goodness. Is it legal to ask what your string length is? Should you have to disclose this personal information? Should this be kept personal? Do insurance clauses go into play on the length of your string? Oh, my goodness. It just brings up so many fascinating conversations, I think. And just the ideas of how this changes just overnight, everyone getting a box, how this changes policy hmm. and life. It's so good. That, and then there were some parts of it that I was like, yeah, that really, blah, blah, now you're getting a little too. But it was just fascinating, just a unique idea. And comparisons between different things that are happening in our world and things we're looking at on people. And is it fair to judge someone based off of race, politics, religion, string length, like how we are choosing to put people into categories. Yeah. It really makes you look at the whole big picture. Mm. Uh, anyway, I gave it four stars. I thought it was really an interesting idea. Very creative, thought-provoking. It's The Measure by Nikki Ehrlich. That's awesome. Yeah. 
I have it on my list. Read it. Let's talk. Seriously. This is, um, I'm considering choosing this one. I It's my turn in my neighborhood book club to choose for the month of September. And I think this would be a really fascinating discussion. Yeah. A really good really book good. club pick. So That's awesome. Yeah. Go, go read it and let's talk. Wow. We got some good ones on here. Ooh. Have you guys read any of these? What were your thoughts? I want to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. If you like not for spoiler alerts, like yeah. DM us. We'll talk if we've totally. read it. Totally. But if you haven't or if you want to throw some ideas out, you can find us. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook. You can email us at this is your book club podcast at gmail.com. We can talk the ins and outs yes. of books there. Share with your friends so then more of us can talk about it. Absolutely. Rate, subscribe. All the things. All of them. Thank you to Amphibia Zoo for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And, and this, this is, is your book club. club.